0: the happy hour podcast with your host joel fleischman
1: hello everyone welcome to the joel fleischman happy hour podcast episode number 53 today i have a very very special guest one of my personal heroes believe it or not if i have a hero um uh, besides jesus and john's probably top 10 so right up there uh john gordon is a best-selling books and talks that have inspired readers and audiences around the world this is from his website Principles put to task by Fortune 500 companies, professional and college sports teams, author of 26 books, John.
0: 26, and you're not allowed to read my bio because I don't care what my bio says. Yeah, I, do, I do, I do. What matters so cares, most I, is that.
1: you don't care. Oh, energy Boss, 2 million bucks. Okay, he doesn't care. We're not doing the bio. We what matters on. most
0: is you and I make a difference. That's all that matters. And Joel, uh, I, I appreciate you. I'm, I'm uh, honored to be on your podcast. You're an amazing guy. I love the company you've built. you have built this company over the years. I've been following you for a long time. You've been following me and it's, it's been cool to see you take this company into amazing territories, amazing success.
1: Well, thank you very, very much. I really appreciate that, man. All right. So we're going to get to some questions right away. Energy bus guy for 2 million bucks. sold. let's get right to, we got 20 minutes together. We got to use our time efficiently. Right?
0: Of All course. Right, so- yeah. We, we got to give, we got to give the, uh, the good stuff in the nuggets. Where, where are you right now, by the way?
1: I am in my Campbellsport, Wisconsin office. Uh, this is our little podcast area. So this is where I do the pods. This is like our third episode on the pod. And you yourself are on vacation, or is this your normal pod area?
0: This is my normal area in terms of I live in uh, Florida, so I'm in yeah. uh, Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida, near near Jacksonville. And then uh, I don't know, I don't seem to take a vacation. I'm I'm always uh, you know working even when I'm on vacation. But I don't consider it really work because it's what I love to do. So as as you know, right when you're doing something you love. You'll do it all the time. And it's just a part of me. Like when my family are, to, are get together, we're creating some videos. We're thinking about, you know, our projects. I'm helping my daughter with her new talks. My daughter is now speaking to teenagers around the country, going to high schools all over and conferences. And so That's fantastic. yeah, she's taking the power of positive leadership message and speaking to teens, she's about to be 24 years old. And this is something she came to me and said she wanted to do. So she's now doing it. She worked in a year and a half. For a year and a half just recently in the uh in the hospitality industry she worked for nobu in malibu as a hostess and doing customer service dealing with customers some angry some happy some treating her like dirt others valuing her she learned the art of service and i think she's now ready to actually get out there and serve you know she wasn't ready a couple of years ago if she came to me and said i want to do this now i would say no way but she said it now and now she's ready
1: i love it i i really do think every youth should work for the service industry my daughter is working right right downstairs right now macy hi macy shout out to her she's a barista this morning she started at 6 a.m she left home before dad did at five thirty, and yeah i love that is how you learn customer service that's how you learn how to treat people
0: uh that's how you learn bad bosses and good bosses so that's great total i think um i know that me being a waiter and a bartender on my journey really made me a better leader, a better person. It helped me deal with customers. It actually gave me confidence in being social and dealing with with others. And so it was a really huge factor in I would say what I'm doing now. So I was performing as a bartender. I was on stage every night I worked. People were coming in and you had to be on, you had to serve. So I would say that it really prepared me in a lot of ways. And so I think everyone should serve. It also makes you appreciate Those who do serve, it makes you appreciate those who are working a daily job, working their butts off, supporting their families for minimum wage plus tip. So I'm sure you're a big tipper. I'm a big tipper. When you, when you work in that industry, you you definitely learn to value others and, and tip as well.
1: I learned how to tip in college. My roommate was a bartender and I might've left $2 at the end of the night. He's like, dude, what are you doing? Right. Or whatever it was. I'm like, what? And he always just graciously tipped. And that was wonderful, yeah, and I think you do learn so much of that love, sir, care that you talk about through that industry, so that's awesome. So John, I prayed on this and I said, God, give me a couple of key questions that I wanna that I, that I take away for everybody that's gonna ever listen to this. Um, not so much that I wanna learn, but just talking. Um, one thing that came up just this morning with our leadership group talking about this was, how do you handle what, what can be termed toxic positivity? right, there's a, you know where I'm going with this already, is, hey, something really bad happened, and there's this person in the room that just is, oh my gosh, it's going to be okay, everything's going to be fine. I call it the, the 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 problem of it. everything's fine. How do you handle, what do you feel about, what's the root of that? I mean, there is a problem with, uh, there is, there, positivity can be toxic when it isn't authentic, or it's not getting to a root problem. I mean, how do you handle uh, somebody that might be, taking it too far the positivity
0: so let's go back to what toxic positivity is first and foremost I don't think toxic positivity is actually even a real term because if you're toxic you're not positive positive. and so what people do often is they label anybody who's being positive now as toxic positive and that's not a good thing because it gives people permission now who are negative and pessimistic and hateful to actually attack those trying to be genuinely positive, to make a difference in the world with optimism and belief. And that's not it because, you know, I'm now getting attacked by a lot of people as being toxic positive when I'm actually sharing encouragement and kind words. And that's not it at all. Now, the reason why people are concerned about this positivity that is glossing over things and just saying, hey, it's all going to be okay and just be positive is because what people are really doing in those instances is being uh is being unempathetic they're not really listening to people they're not meeting people where they are so let's call it what it really is toxic positivity really is a lack of empathy it's a lack of really genuineness it's a lack of concern it's a lack of listening to someone and hearing what they're really going through it's about meeting them where they are which we need to do meet them where they are listen to them understand them and then supporting them along the way. It's not glossing over and saying, it's all gonna be okay. It's not glossing over and saying, you know what? Oh, your aunt died, well, my aunt died and I got through it and this is how I did. So don't worry about it. It's really understand that people are facing challenges. They're going through difficult moments themselves. Even like last night, right? With Will Smith and the Oscars, we saw him act that way. Now, in no way was his actions justified, but it's clear something is going on under the surface in this guy that caused him to act that way. And even when he said in his speech, and I feel like God is calling me in a a different place in my life. I'm like, wow, this is a guy who's been maybe away from God. Some said he was into Scientology and so forth. You could tell that God is now working in him and there's some turmoil going on. There's transformation happening. And I think that's going to lead to a good thing in the future, but it was a bad thing right now. So it's not ignoring what he did. It's not ignoring what he's going through. It's understanding it. And saying, okay, how do we get better? How do we move forward? This is a challenging moment. Say with your team, we had this setback. We had this failure. Let's address it. Let's talk about it. We're not just going to gloss over. And let's learn from it and then say, what do we need to do now going forward to create the situation and make it better? It's always about addressing the situation, addressing the person's concerns. But positive leaders and positive people do find a way forward you've got to look towards the future and say, how can we improve? How can we get better? That's optimism. That's belief. And there is a belief that we're going to get through it. There is a belief that we're going to overcome. There is a belief we're going to rise above, but it's about also meeting that person where they are and being there with them. When someone dies, I don't say, oh, you'll get through it. Or, you know, you'll look back on this and you'll, you'll learn so much from it. When someone dies, I just say, you know what? I'm so sorry for your loss. And you know i'm I'm here for you if you need me and that's really it like you don't have to try to make that person feel better in that moment by telling them to be positive or by saying something where you went through a death and this is how you got through it because what worked for you may not work for them so again toxic positivity is not even a term that we should even talk about we should say let's have more empathy let's have more concern let's pe- meet people where they are and let's Be a source of encouragement and support as they move forward and through it. Did I answer the question, Joel?
1: Excellent, excellent. I mean, I I, I can add to that. Yeah, when somebody dies, and again, however you react to that is is totally on you. I would coach people or say, saying, "Hey, it's going to be okay." Is not might not be what that person needs to hear. I'm so sorry this happened, and I even take it further. Instead of saying, "Let me know if you need something," I always say, "I've just changed that. I'm going to pray for you right now, and I'll walk away and I'll pray for him right now." So i'll say i'm gonna pray for you and then we forget and i think that's a horrible thing or well, I, i'll let me know if you need something it's like well of course i need something i'm not going to reach out to you figure out something to do
0: i love that and joel i've tweeted about this i don't say i'm praying for you i'm gonna pray for you because i think that's actually disingenuous and real unless you're really going to do it most people don't but i do say what you said i always say Let's pray right now, or I'm gonna pray for you right now, or I'm praying for you right now, because I know I'll do it in that moment right now, and that's something I will do. I'm not gonna say I'm praying for you, I'm gonna pray for you because I know I probably won't. So I'm not gonna say that. We shouldn't be using prayer as a form of like bless your heart or as a as a form of um, you know, I'm thinking about you. like it should be like, no, I'm really gonna pray for you right now in this moment, and i people people do appreciate that. We need to say. It's okay to not be okay. Like, it's okay. If you're going through a tough time, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to be down. It's okay to deal with grief. It's okay to go through a tough time. But we don't want to stay there. We we don't want to allow that to take us down a spiral staircase of depression and despair. What we want to do is lift ourselves up and feed ourselves every day with optimism, hope, and belief in order to feed others. Because if you don't have it, you can't share it. So this is real, like I'm going through a tough time, but I'm not going to allow this to, to crush me and destroy me because that's what a lot of people do. And I think that it's okay to make sure that people don't go down that spiral staircase. It's okay to be there for them, support them, and help them lift them themselves up in those moments. Experiencing grief is normal, but allowing that grief to take you to a depressive state where you now want to commit suicide, that's where we get scared. That's where we need to be really concerned. And for me, it's about dealing with the real feelings, but about moving towards healing. Everything's about healing. I'm going through grief. I'm going through pain. I'm going through this tough time, through this adversity, but this time is going to allow me to heal, or I'm going to use this time to heal, or because of this time, I will heal. We always should be moving towards healing and wholeness no matter what situation we're going through and some people don't want to heal some people stay in their hurt they stay in their pain they identify with it and so they don't move forward and for those people they're hurt and those are the people that often will attack those who are trying to be positive encouraging and supportive so it's this fine line in understanding where people are knowing the story that they're telling themselves that's key what story are you telling yourself? Because the story you tell yourself determines the life that you live. What movie are you living? Is it a drama? Is it a horror story? Or is it an inspirational tale? The horror story, the drama, the person gets knocked down, they're a victim. But in the inspirational tale, that same person gets knocked down, but they get back up. And in the words of the great American philosopher, Rocky Balboa, it ain't how hard you can get hit it's how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward i mean you have to move forward so i think that's the case I've, Basket- that I've never done that i've never done that impersonation live before so <laughs> how, how am i am working on how is it
1: good 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 uh i'm a basketball youth coach a little bit and uh we always say fall seven rise eight three times every practice every game fall seven rise eight a Love little it. bit of rocky spin so Love always.
0: It. It. absolutely
1: absolutely not John, very rarely have i had a quick podcast with somebody or a conversation with somebody. And it's like, literally the mirror is talking back to me. I think it's so many of my yearbooks that I've read. So like you're talking and I'm like, I'm not like listening. I'm like, that's exactly what I would say. So I don't know if I like. I've learned so much from you and taken so much away that it's like, I just mimic you all day. I'm like, do we have, do I even have enough? You know, well, we're dance. just like-minded.
0: We're like-minded. We think like, and and I think that's why you like my stuff, because you already think that way. That, yes. Yeah. I have probably influenced you, but you already think that way. People who are attracted to my work are those who really need it or those who actually are like that. They are the energy bus. They, I'll,
1: I'll, oh, go ahead. I'll take it further. I actually think I wasn't always, always like that. I I've seen the results. Hmm. I've seen the results in my personality. I've seen the, the results in my spirituality. I've seen the results in my net income, right? That's what people don't realize. That's a Tony Hsieh, Zappos thing, right? That the positivity will lead the money, which is, again, a, a business thing. And again, not something we always chase. But I'm also very surprised talking to you uh, just even over the, over the virtual world, your intensity. You have a certain intensity, John, that is not, you know this calm serenity positivity you are a very intense person uh almost to the point of being intimidating i'm sure you've heard that before i hear that all the time uh I appreciate, and, you know appreciate. You, have like, you have like a new york uh roots right and that sort of thing like
0: oh yeah like, new it's probably my new yorkness but also yeah but you're right i think people if you don't know me you think i'm uh like joel osteen you know and and I'm yeah not, yeah i'm if not, not. You know, no i'm not joel I'm like hey hey friend no I just love you i want to get i want sure. you to get into a bible-based church and because you know god loves you and you know you could hit joel in the face he'd be like no i, I know you're angry it's okay you yeah. know god loves you anyway so you like God, joel is like sweet kind and, and i'm i'm and i am positive but i always tell people like i'm not naturally positive you know i grew up in long island new york so i'm competitive i am a driver i am a hard worker i have a lot of grit I would say for me it's more optimism it's belief. it's eternal hope it's it's a lot of faith it's it's trust and yes i do surrender and there's moments where you know if we wanted to talk very spiritual and, and surrender i can get very calm and we can talk in a very spiritual uh nature and talk about healing and wholeness and love and then there's there's a lot of different parts of me yeah there's parts of me that is a hard driver and a, and a doer and getting things done there's a lot of of me that's about excellence like you know I think people on the surface see one thing they don't realize the reason why i think i am successful and i've written the books that i've written through the talks that i give the, the way we've built our training and our leadership is because we because we are so driven and it's driven by purpose and passion and excellence so purpose to make a difference purpose to live this calling but also like if we're going to do it then we better do it the right way we better do it as 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 Uh, as good as we can to the best of our ability so we we really are about pursuing excellence and people come to our trainings people who deal with us like almost everyone said they have a great experience we really have very few few mistakes when we do we admit it we apologize we you know we own it so i think i think we really care a lot we do things the right way but like yeah haven't been in the restaurant business if if i have a bad customer experience but i'm taking care of that customer (laughs) but the john gordon companies if you're not happy we will make sure that we address it, and if my team's not on it, I'm getting on them. And it's and and it's it's what I talk about a lot of love and accountability. So my team gets a lot of lo- a lot of New York love, which is a lot of really, <laughs> it's a lot of love. It really is care, kindness. They know I'm real and genuine. But when when things don't go right or you mess up, you know, and and it, it was controllable. Like it's okay to mess up and make mistakes, but if we do it for a lack of effort and drop the ball, yeah, I'm on that and that's going to make you more accountable the next time. And yeah, so I think people were surprised to to learn that about me. But yeah, that there's a, there's intense. We, we got 30 seconds left.
1: Very very like 45 seconds left. So, uh I just got to add on to that real quick is uh I do think the apostles had an intensity like this. Yeah. You read the Acts apostles, these guys were kind of lunatics, crazy and intense. I don't think they walked around like Joel Osteen.
0: Good point. And, yeah. and 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 I uh, Joel and Joel's a great name by the way. Um <laughs> and a word on Joel a lot of people don't like Joel a lot of people like give Joel a hard time and i just got to say this real quick like i'm not defending any actions oh, no, no, either, in the that? past but but i do want to say like i know a lot of people who listen to Joel and have actually come to faith because of Joel and i think god is using him in a in a great way by the platform he's given him to bring more people into the fold i know a lot of friends who are Jewish and my mom was Jewish and who listened to Joel and loved Joel. So I think he has invited a lot of people to experience the love of Jesus. And so I think there is something really powerful yeah. about so that. there time. has to
1: be something good there. There has to be something good. Yeah. There. Joel, let's so go. Let, like,
0: and Joel, let's talk a little bit longer. I don't, I don't want to cut us up I know we got right. some good stuff to still talk yeah. about. So let's, let's continue for a little bit longer.
1: All right. So uh, a little bit on that, with the intensity that you and I both have and for people that are listening that are intense, you know, Jesus always said to be like children. I just read this and I got to bring it up. They said, think of it when your mother, when you were little or a little child, when a mother leads you, how much trust does that child have? Mm. They might be anxiety, they might be nervous, but if mom has my hand, if mom has my hand and I'm little at the zoo, all my fears go away. I might stumble, I might cry, it might rain, I might trip. I might feel really uncomfortable. if mom says it's
0: okay, it's okay. That's the trust in the Lord that we're talking about, right? Amen. Yeah. I think the more you have that oneness that connection, that wholeness with God, right? You're connected to God, you have this oneness. What you have from that is more clarity. And that clarity gives you confidence and that confidence gives you courage. And so I really believe it comes from connection, clarity, confidence, and courage, all coming from and stemming from your relationship with God. What's the antithesis of that? What's the opposite of that? Well, it's division. I'm not connected, I feel separate from God. And then from that separateness, I have more fear. And as out of that fear, I have more worry, more concern, more anxiety, more doubt, more discouragement, more anxiety. And then I have a lot more clutter. And that leads to a lower state of mind where I now become someone who is seeing the world as more powerful than me, where when I have that connection, that oneness, I know with God, I am more powerful than the world. So I've been thinking a lot about this lately and sort of putting together a framework and a paradigm on on how to live life in a way where you live from that oneness instead of uh, a lack of connection, which is, I wrote, I wrote about this in the garden with yeah. the five D's that we have to take on in the garden and how we overcome those five D's to win the battle of our mind and win the battle of our soul. So everyone read the garden. If you haven't read it. It will help you in so many ways, but I'm taking it even a step further to explain it even more. Things are always evolving in that way.
1: Yeah. Your books always seem to evolve. They, they truly do. It's It's a little bit of the past, but a little bit more of what I think you've learned. So they're pretty cool in that way. So I have never attended it. I tried one year and then I have ADHD and shame on me, whatever. So you have the power of positivity summit coming up. For those that don't know, explain that to me and it's free. Why do you do it for free? What is it? Why should we do
0: it? It's like our ninth year doing it. We just started doing where we would have a summit and we would do it online, so it's online. And what we do is we get a bunch of great speakers, like amazing thought leaders, like Ed Mylett and Valerie Burton and Candy Valentino, Heather Monahan. We have uh, Chris Singleton and Damon West and Jay Glazer and Damian Lillard from the, the Trailblazers is speaking this year. Game got, time, game time. Game, yeah, game time. And then we got <laughs> Sean McVay, who is a good friend of mine, and he's doing, you know, a video he and I actually recorded the other day. And what that consists of is every day you will get four or five videos that are five to 10 minutes, that's it. And you can watch those five to 10 minute videos that day, or you can watch them the next day or the next day. You have five days to take part in the summit and you can watch whatever videos you want or, you know, on, on whatever days you want over those five days and you get to watch those videos. So it's not like where you have to be there live to attend at that time. You get emailed the videos that day and you get to see, you know, you get the links to watch those videos. But then everyone's online talking about the videos, interacting and and commenting. And this it's this cool, incredible momentum. And people watch them in their classrooms with their students and businesses watching together. And they're incredible. They're five to ten minutes. Almost like TED, but within a conference, but shorter talks but great messages and all about overcoming adversity and challenges. Derwin Gray speaking, Erwin McManus, who's a great friend of mine and pastor. He's speaking. I mean, some of the greatest thought leaders on the planet, all doing this for free. And then what we do is we then um, offer it where someone could, you know, buy the whole, the whole, you know, access to watch it anytime they want afterwards. If they want that, that's a fee. So we charge for that. And then if you want that, but then I don't make money off that. I take my cut of whatever happens from that and I donate that to like the Atlanta Peace Prep Academy or, you know, different charities and so forth. So awesome. always uh, always use it to, to, to make a difference. It's sort of, in my in my mind, like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a business, but it's sort of like my ministry effort to impact the world with positivity. And that's why we do it. People we do power do- positive leadership training events. Those are paid events where we, we are now training leaders around the country and the world And we have trained the Trainers, where you can actually be a trainer now Mm -hmm. to train our leadership model on positive leadership, which it's an incredible model. It's the way to lead. It has an impact. As you said, it does get results. You implement this model, and you will have results. And how do we know? Well, Sean McVeigh won a Super Bowl. Dabo (laughs) Sweeney won uh, two championships. They're doing okay. Yeah, Evan Spiegel from Snapchat just spoke to his 150 global leaders. You know, was on my podcast, Positive University, talking about how positive leadership was a game changer for their company. That's why I go speak to all these companies, you know, around the world. It a, it if it wasn't company. for
1: Belichick, you could be talking about the Falcons too, but you know, <laughs> you three, right? yeah.
0: I mean, again, Belichick's an outlier, right? He doesn't fit the entire model, but he's got some aspects of the model. Steve jobs. I, I, you think,
1: me... I think he fakes it. I think Bill fakes it to the media. And I think he's got a sweetheart
0: positivity inside On that. I think he's there's a lot Falcon. of him that's there, right? I think he's, I in, think car- he's in, in, in character, character to, connect, to, the, to the, he public. connects with his players. There's, there's, um, again, yeah. Steve jobs didn't fit the entire framework and model, but you can look and say, okay, visionary and optimism. He um, did
1: later in life. I think he, I think in
0: later in life, it clicked. I think purpose, it was passion, passion really but he wasn't a great relationship builder, yeah. which is key to positive leadership. I think it, he regretted it, that at the same time. We have all the, we don't fit every, we don't have every aspect of the model within us, but it's the, it's like, this is the complete like model. And if you can yeah. do each thing a little better, you're there. So it's, how can I improve on each area? And once you see that model, so that's why, again, big on training and developing that around the country, uh, really powerful. Okay. I'm going to,
1: before you kick me off, before we finish this, I got my last question. That'll be respectful of your time. I ask every guest this, Tim Tim Ferriss question. You've probably heard it asked you before. You have a big giant billboard. Everybody can see it. What does it say? And why? Oh, I stumped him for a second. This is good.
0: It stumped me just thinking about what it should say and, and would say. I mean i the problem is i can give you like a hundred things no that's
1: why it's your billboard though you just got one i ask every guest the same question
0: it should say and i truly believe it should say receive god's love receive god's love why because so many people are in pain we really do need positivity but what is positivity it's the source from god's love the more love we feel, the more clarity we feel, the more positivity we feel, the more hope we feel. And I think inflammation, right? You know, I think inflammation is something that we have in our bodies when we eat the wrong foods or have injuries. Well, guilt and shame are inflammation of the soul. <laughs> so we have inflammation of the soul from guilt and shame. And so many people are holding on to guilt and shame and the pain of the past that is weighing them down, right? And so how do you heal that well god's love and forgiveness is what removes the inflammation of the soul and then the goal is to restore and redeem right your body your wholeness your soul and the way you do that is by removing the guilt and shame and then love and forgiveness come in and it restores and redeems you to be all that you're meant to be so that's how you move forward you gotta let go of the past to move forward. My other billboard would say, being positive doesn't just make you better, but it makes everyone around you better. I would also say that from a positivity standpoint, but from a faith standpoint, I would say, receive God's love because God loves you. Many people, they feel that guilt and shame. They don't feel like they deserve it. So they don't receive it. Your job is to receive it so that you can heal. And once you heal the soul, right, everything else improves. The mind so often doesn't need fixing, the soul needs healing, and as you heal your soul, the mind works a whole lot better. How do I know? That was my journey. Depression, anxiety, fear, doubt, crumbling from the inside out, no faith, no relationship with God, my wife almost leaves me, and what I really needed was healing. She wanted me to go on medications because I was depressed all the time. I said, no, give give me this shot, let me try this. I started walking every day practicing gratitude, praying, and then finally started to surrender a year or two after that. And as I did that, all of a sudden my mind started to change because my soul changed. I rewired my brain from negative to positive because my soul went from anger and pain to openness and love, and that changed everything.
1: Goosebumps, goosebumps, If you could see them. If we weren't in Wisconsin and not in Florida, you could see my goosebumps. So that's fantastic. John, thank you for coming on. Thank you for your time. Thank you for the impact you're making. Please run for presidency here in a few years. So I'll keep pushing you on that on the Twitter platforms. Everybody go follow John, all social media platforms. Go buy his books, go support him what he does. He's making a difference in the world. I really appreciate you, my friend. God bless.
0: Hey, thanks, Joe. Keep up the great work that you're doing.
1: Okay, thank you. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Be good. Blessings.